0: Today, in this Simple is the New Smart podcast, we are talking about eight ways that we can carve out time for ourselves amidst our busy homeschooling schedules to make sure that we stay nourished and energized throughout the day. So let's do this. Welcome to the Simple is the New Smart podcast. I'm Zara Fagan, Ph.D., author of Minimalist Homeschooling and the creator of The Simple is the New Smart Membership. And this is the place where we talk about how less really is more and how simple really is the new smart. This is the place for any homeschooler who wants to trade stress, exhaustion, overwhelm and self-doubt for peace, clarity, confidence and a sense of true abundance. It turns out that transforming our mindset really can transform our homeschools and our lives. We'll talk tips and strategies, stories and perspective, and interview people who have lessons to teach us. And I am just so happy that you're here. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to The Simple is the New Smart Podcast. I am Zara, and I want to talk to you today about how, as homeschooling parents, especially homeschooling mothers, I'm talking to you, how do we carve out time for ourselves? Even if you're not an introvert like me, a lot of the struggle that I see with homeschooling moms is just the fact that we have to be on for every hour of every day, right? So while other mothers are enjoying free time that they have while their children are at school, maybe to keep the house nice, maybe they're working out, maybe that's when they're working their jobs. It feels like we could get a whole lot more done and have a whole lot more peace and quiet in our lives if we weren't homeschooling. And yes, that is true. We are sacrificing in order to homeschool. However, today in this podcast, I want to talk about how we can still carve out time for ourselves so that we're not martyrs. We can sacrifice without totally killing ourselves, right? So while I have not personally even used all of these techniques, I have, I know other, homeschooling mothers who have or who do use these techniques. Some of these techniques are specific to certain seasons of a life. When your children are certain ages, some of these will work better than others. My hope for you today is that you find at least one technique that you can implement and that you approach this with an open mind. This is sort of a brainstorming session because it's very easy to come up with all the excuses why we can't possibly take time or find time away from the needs of our children. And I know that there are a lot of people who have children with special needs uh, and different ages. So today, consider this a brainstorming session. And if you don't find something here that works perfectly for your family, don't hesitate to keep brainstorming And coming up with ways that you can, in fact, create a little bit of space and a little bit of margin in your own life, homeschool mama. We all like the idea of minimalist homeschooling because it includes this idea of margin that we don't have to be busy all the time, that our homes and our schedules don't have to be full all the time. And I wanna ensure that we are also including our own schedules in that idea, not just those of our children, that our children get free time, but we also, as human beings, need to have a little bit of room to breathe and to just be. So I'm giving you permission and I also want to empower you with some ideas. Okay. So first things first, afternoon quiet time and or nap time It is very common that when our young children are taking naps, we use that opportunity to get stuff done, right? That's when we want to clean the bathrooms or mop the floors or do the things that need to get done that often we don't get to do because we're distracted with children and their needs. However, my advice to you is to spend at least a portion of that time refreshing yourself. It will go a long way. It doesn't have to be an entire two hour nap. It doesn't have to be an enti- the entire one hour quiet time. But if you can carve out and be very intentional about your 30 minutes, that will go a long way to refreshing you and to helping you maintain your sanity and give you what you need to be the best mom you can. So let's back up a step here because there are a couple prerequisites, regardless of what method you choose to carve out your margin. There are some prerequisites to making the most of it and have it actually be impactful. So I have another podcast that's all about self-care and easy ways to exercise self-care. And I'm very clear in that podcast that self-care is not self-indulgence. It's self-preparation. So the whole idea here for carving out our time is how do we be the best version of ourselves? How do we nourish ourselves in a way that allows us to continue to show up and give our best? So while yes, it may be being completely vegged out in front of your favorite Netflix show for one episode, that may not actually, and oftentimes is not actually what we need the most, right? And so it's very important as you're carving out this time to experiment with and to think very deliberately about what you need most. It may be time with your Bible. It may be time to work out and it may be time to just plain rest and put your feet up. It may be time to eat a solid meal if you're not good about feeding yourself during the day. It may be a time when you need to call a friend and have a chat. This has a lot to do with our own personalities and what we feel like, we're missing, right? So burnout oftentimes comes not only from doing too much, but also from not doing enough of what lights us up, what feels meaningful in our own lives, what brings us joy in our own lives, what gives us connection in our own lives. So the first thing you may want to do is reflect on what you feel is missing what would really bring you peace or joy or energy, any of those things that you feel you would like more of in your own life. So that way, when you do find the time, when you find the 30 minutes, when you find the one hour, when you have the two hours, when you have the whole day to yourself, you can be really intentional about using it in a way that is most beneficial to you and therefore most beneficial to your family. So be deliberate, be intentional, write down things you can do in five minutes, write down things you can do in 30 minutes, write down what you would do if you had a whole hour, write down what you would do if you had several hours. And don't be afraid to revise that. And don't be afraid to experiment and see what actually leaves you feeling better prepared and just generally happier and more energetic with your life. Because It doesn't matter how much time you carve out for yourself. If you finish that time still feeling blah and still sort of, um, I hate to say this, but some of us start to dread our days and doing more because it starts to feel like a burden when we don't have any relief, right? Okay, so afternoon quiet time. If your children are still napping, you do not have to use that time to get chores done. You are allowed to use that time to refresh yourself. You are allowed to use that time to support yourself. And this podcast also comes from hearing from a lot of homeschool moms who lament that they don't have any family support. They don't have anyone who can take care of their kids, help them with their kids, jump in when they're having a rough day, give them a break, drive kids to different activities. They feel like they have to do it all, that they don't have an extensive network of family that will do that. And I... I'm in that category. It's me and my husband, right? We don't have grandparents who come by and take the kids. We don't have aunts and uncles or that live down the street or anything like that um, who will jump in and help us, right? So if we need help, we pay for it, (laughs) right? So I get it, I totally get it. And so a lot of these ideas that I'm going to give you are my own survival techniques, right? Because I don't have sort of a built-in support system. If your children are not still napping, It is okay to institute a quiet time in your afternoon. And I did this for many, many years where my kids still had to go to their rooms. They still couldn't, their feet could not touch the floor as was our rule, right? So they stayed in their beds. They could have toys with them in bed. They could have their books with them in bed, but they were expected to stay quietly in their room and have their own quiet time for about an hour. You can do busy bags. I did busy bags for a little while as my kids got older and outgrew their nap and we still had quiet time. And during that time, sometimes I would play classical music so that they knew and that was sort of their cue that it was quiet time. And then I would turn off the music and open their doors and they could come out gradually after the time was over. So even if your children are not napping, At any age, you can institute a quiet time, a daily quiet time. And this is really good for everyone, not just mom, especially if you have multiple children. A lot of times we don't realize it, but children actually do thrive when they're given a little bit of time to themselves and they can get lost in their own thoughts. And so there is a value to everyone. Okay, the next idea that I have is while your children are taking lessons or activities, if you're even if you have to stay with them at practice and sit in the room, this is a great time to put your two AirPods in. It's a great time to find a corner to sit in. It's a great time to bring a book that you would like to read or listen to a podcast you'd like to listen to, journal in a book. And if you have your AirPods in, even if you're not listening to anything, it sends a signal to other people that you are concentrating on something else. And so I have done this a lot at a lot of... Of practices that I have taken kids to. And it works really well for getting a sense of peace and feeling like, huh, I got to finally read that book I've been meaning to read. I got to finally listen to that podcast I've been wanting to listen to. And again, choosing something that feels encouraging, empowering, and overall enjoyable for you is really important during that time so that you end up feeling like you got a little bit of what you need in spite of all of the giving that you give all. All day long so the next idea is along these lines but a little bit different is that we have a ymca membership and i know a lot of moms that take full advantage of a ymca membership because you can get two hours of free childcare each day now the older kids right so once i believe they're over five at our ymca the childcare doesn't start until the afternoon after school hours but nonetheless You can get two hours of childcare as long as you stay in the building, but there are comfortable chairs, there's Wi-Fi, at least at our YMCA, it might be worth checking out if you have one near you, you can work out. And a lot of times what I would do, especially when my children were younger, is that I would work for an hour and a half or two hours, and then we would go swimming because our YMCA had a pool. So there was sort of this idea that I could do that for myself, and then they had the reward of going swimming. So look into ideas like that. If you don't have a YMCA, maybe you have a gym, if you want to work out more Maybe you have a gym that offers childcare. I know prior to the YMCA, I had a gym membership where I think it cost one or $2 per child to put them in childcare while I was working out, again, for up to two hours. So it was really reasonable. So I would do that three times a week. Go ahead and look into those options where you can get childcare at a very reasonable rate or even included in your membership. The next idea I have, and I've done this a lot where I call it podcast and park, right? So I would take my children to the park and I would explain to them that I'm going to listen to something. I really enjoy podcasts personally, but also I've listened to plenty of audiobooks and I would tell my children that I'm going to spend 30 minutes listening to something that I really like to listen to. And I'll explain to them that what I'm listening about or what book I'm interested in. I think it's good for our children to see that we have interests and that we pursue them even as adults. And then we would go to the park and we would either go with bikes and scooters and I would walk the path while they scootered and biked for 30 minutes or we would go to a playground and I would explain that I was going to sit and listen and could play by themselves for a certain amount of time whether that's 20 minutes 30 minutes you might have to build up with your children up to a certain amount of time start small and then add a few more minutes over time but kids will learn to entertain themselves for a certain amount of time if we're reasonable and if it's age appropriate and then When you've had your 30 minutes, then you'll push them on the swing or you'll play tag with them or you'll do whatever it is that they want to do before you head home. And so podcast and park is another way that I would carve out a little bit of time to really sort of nourish myself and refresh myself. So I have one friend who did a Friday night lock-in, otherwise known as the husband takes over. So when he got home from work, she would literally lock herself in the bedroom overnight and dad would deal with dinner. Dad would hang out with the kids. Dad would be with the kids for breakfast in the morning and she slept in her room by herself. She watched whatever she wanted to watch. She had a nice big soaker cub in her ensuite bathroom. She would do whatever she wanted to do all Friday night when she came out of the room on Saturday morning. Then she was she was back with the family. But this was their Friday night tradition was that mom sort of had a lock in by herself in her bedroom. And it sounds kind of extreme at first. And then you think, wow, that's sort of brilliant. And it was what she needed. It was really what she needed. And it worked out great for their family. Dad had quality time with the kids. Um, A little bit of an adventure, I think, whenever dad takes the kids. And we have a similar thing in our family where we have daddy days. So when my husband can, he will take the children for a day and usually he does try to make it an adventure, right? So usually they do go to a museum or they go somewhere fun or they even go help daddy like at the warehouse or go on a sales trip with him and they have to wear nice clothes. But a daddy day or daddy time that you can carve out for the kids to have their adventure with their dad and you can step away and have a huge chunk of time to yourself is really, really valuable. Obviously, this is not something that, most people can do very often, but it is worth aiming for every once in a while. Along these same lines, I had another homeschooling friend who would divvy up the week where evenings were the responsibility of different parents. So I believe something like Monday, Wednesday, Saturday were her evenings where dad was responsible for dinner and bedtimes and everything. And she could take that time to do whatever she wanted and or needed to do. And then similarly, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sundays were her evenings where she was responsible for dinners and bedtimes, and dad could take the evening to do whatever he wanted and or needed to do. And then they did a Friday night date night. And at the time, both of them, I believe, were training for triathlons or Ironman or something intense like that. So they were using that time to go train. However, I do imagine that that time could be used in any number of ways. And it really worked for them, and it worked for their family And they appreciated knowing exactly when they could each have some time to do whatever it was that they wanted to do that maybe they couldn't do with children. And so that is an option as well. I also go ahead and hire the babysitter. I know that I'm, I'm giving all the ideas here. So far, I've started with things where you can sort of like make it work and make it happen without implementing a lot of outside resources. But guys, go ahead and get the babysitter, right? The most encouraging thing that I heard was, I can't think of a better way to spend our money than on the mental health of the mom. Right. So whatever support you need to hire, that is a good use of money. And I know a lot of us, especially with a minimalist mindset, we don't want to be spending money on frivolous things. And so you really have to think to yourself whether this is actually frivolous. Of course, you know, we can all push through, but life is meant to be made the most of. Right. And so we have to decide if the benefits outweigh that cost. And oftentimes I believe that they do. And so go ahead and hire the babysitter. I have in fact hired a standing sitter to come every Friday. And again, be intentional and be deliberate about that time though, because there's nothing worse than hiring a sitter and then feeling like you didn't make the most of it. So definitely know in your mind what you're going to be doing while that sitter is there and make sure it's something that you're really excited about, right? We get excited about our days when they are filled with things that excite us. So make sure that you are filling your time, not just with must do's that you feel like you have to do, but you're actually, this is your time that you're carving out to fill your days with something that excites you so that you can wake up in the morning feeling excited about your days, which in my opinion is the opposite of burnout. And what we're trying to do here is prevent burnout or remedy burnout with carving out our time for ourselves so go ahead and hire the sitter if you don't want a standing sitter once a week do it once a month but first of all i believe that dating your spouse is really really important and the busier you get the more important it becomes so i have a standing date this way with my husband the next idea that i have is go ahead and use your own children to babysit The other children and you have to decide when your kids are ready for this step. But the whole world opens up. So if your kids are not yet that age, I would like to tell you that there is a light at the end of the tunnel when you can leave your children at home and go do something, even if it's just for 30 minutes to run to the post office. That moment when you feel like you can leave your children at home with, you know, probably your oldest child is going to be somewhere in the tween to teen years, and you can leave them and go do it by yourself and listen to whatever you want on the radio. The whole world opens up, and so for those of you who are not there yet, I am here to encourage you that it is not that far off. And once you hit that point, go ahead and use it. It's so easy, I think, to not carve out time because of a sense of guilt and obligation. I see this a lot in homeschooling parents where they feel guilty for taking the time away from their kids and they feel a heightened sense of obligation to be with their kids and to do for their kids at all times. And so I wanna refer you again to that self-care podcast where I really try to make the argument that this is not about being indulgent, this is not about being selfish, this is really about refreshing yourself so that you can come back on the scene with more energy, with more excitement and with more patience probably, and that this is a good thing for everyone. I also want to point out that we're setting examples for our children. So when our children grow up, what kind of life do we want to give them permission to live? Do we want them to live a life where they have to constantly be in service to others without a break for meditation, for prayer, for health, for eating a meal, No, none of us wants that for our children. And so we need to set an example of healthy boundaries, a healthy lifestyle where we take the time to eat our meals. We take the time to meditate. We take the time to pray. We take the time to work out. We take the time to really sit with our thoughts and make the most of our days. And we can't really be intentional and deliberate about our days and about our life and about our purpose and about our meaning if we never even have the time to just sit and think about it, right? And so- I think that when we're doing these things, it opens up the opportunity to have a conversation with our kids about, hey, mom wants some time to just sit with her thoughts. I have a lot of things sort of ruminating in my mind and I want to sit with them for a while and maybe journal about it. And this is actually teaching our children valuable skills. And so I want to guard against us feeling guilty. I want to guard against this heightened sense of obligation to constantly serve and remind us that we are also tasked with setting a good example. And so when you're doing these things, if you're hesitant, think to yourself, what kind of example do you want to set for your children when they are adults? The last option that I am going to mention, and it is a very viable option, is to wake up early or stay up late. And this is the one that a lot of us instinctively use and I want to go ahead and give you permission to do this. I do not encourage burning the candle at both ends and being completely sleep deprived. However, there is a huge value in a quiet home while everyone is still sleeping or after everyone has gone to bed and go ahead and make the most of it. So what I want to say here is that whole idea of being intentional and being deliberate about it. Do not just Spend that time binging Netflix. If that's not what's going to actually help you, if that's just going to make you feel sleep deprived and tired and grumpy in the morning, then that's probably not how you want to use your carved out time. So while this podcast is all about different options for carving out time, it also has to be a podcast about how to we use that time wisely. So go ahead and keep a book you want to read with you. Keep a journal with you. You can keep your planner with you whenever you have free time. When you are, if your kids fall asleep in the car and you can pull over into a parking lot and read 10 pages of a book you've been wanting to read, that's fantastic. When you are waiting for your kids in, their activities and you can journal that's fantastic. Take every opportunity that you have to carve out these little moments for yourself and put some forethought into how you could best use that time. And then just to reiterate, the eight ways that I have found to carve out a little bit of time for myself is number one, implementing quiet time or nap time in the afternoon and making sure that I use some of that time at least for myself. Number two, signing my kids up for lessons and or activities. And again, making the best use of that time. Number three, using the YMCA or other workout facilities that Offer childcare. Number four, podcast and park time, where I listen to an audiobook or a podcast while my kids walk or bike or scooter or run or play on a playground. I have also been known to listen to podcasts during baseball games. I have even done it while walking in circles with children in a carrier or in a stroller, and I will walk in circles around the baseball field listening to something and, and watching the game. So I have even been known to do that. I'm a big fan of the AirPods and the walking. Uh, during kids activities. So there's a Friday night lock-in or daddy days where daddy can take the kids and have their own adventures. Number six is to go ahead and hire the babysitter, hire the support that you wish you had. Number seven, use your own children and teenagers to babysit. You're also teaching them great life skills about responsibility and showing that you trust them. And number eight, go ahead and wake up early or stay up late and make a great use of that time if this is an area where you really feel like you're struggling and you want to do better with guarding your time for yourself and for your family, then I want to refer you to episode number 36. That is about simple and motivating self-care. Then I also want to refer you to Simple as the New Smart Podcast episode number 10, which is all about five reasons to guard your time. So really understanding why it's important not to burn the candle at both ends and not to deplete yourself. So I am hoping that this combination of those three podcasts can really get you on the right path to being the best that you can be. So there you have it. I wanted to let you know that you are not alone. If you feel like you don't have a lot of support that you can call on, but I hope you know that you always have the simple is a new smart podcast to encourage you and empower you and that you can do this. So with that, I am wishing you all the simple things. Bye-bye. Homeschooling with Intention is a four-day workshop that's completely different from the book Minimalist Homeschooling or the Minimalist Homeschooling Masterclass. In this four-day series, we watch videos and complete worksheets to help us truly design the homeschool that we imagine through simple and easy, impactful steps and strategies that keep us from getting derailed. If you'd like to learn more, go ahead and visit resourceszaraphdcom forward slash homeschooling dash with dash intention. There, you'll find out all of the details about this refocusing impactful workshop. I'd love to see you inside.